Oh, hey, hey, hey. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Cone Education Podcast. Let's talk hair. This is Araz. I'm your host. Um, if you're new here, very much so welcome. If you're a regular Comey, I freaking love you. Thank you so much for checking in every week. Um, my goal is to drop a podcast a week. So here we go. Today, I want to talk about collaborative consultation. Mm, juicy. So <laughs> we all, excuse me, that was gross that I just coughed. But anyways, we all know, and if you don't, you, you're going to learn, that consultations are the foundation of a successful hair color transformation, okay? So as colorists, it is essential for us to engage in what I call collaborative consultations with our clients to ensure that what they're wanting, what they're expecting, what they're desiring, all of that is understood to a T before any hair color chemical is mixed, okay? I take consultation very seriously. So today we're going to explore the art of like what I call an effective color consultation, um, really emphasizing the importance of like what active listening, understanding what your client wants, not what you want for them, but what they want, how to manage expectations, how to provide guidance on some of the factors like their skin tone, their lifestyle, their maintenance, their budget, all of their preferences, right? So as a colorist, if you embrace this collaborative consultation, we can really create a very personalized hair color experience that leaves our client feeling happy, feeling satisfied, tipping us well, referring our, their friends to us, like all of that stuff, but it comes down to your consultation. So uh, let's talk about first, Active listening and understanding. I can't tell you um, how many times during the consultation process with my clients over the last two decades that I've heard in one way or another, my old hairdresser didn't listen to what I wanted. They did what they wanted. They didn't listen to what I was asking for. I guarantee you've heard this before too. And the reason I bring it up is you may have heard this before and you may have been guilty of doing this too. So let's talk about what active listening looks like. So number one, you want to, like this is basic, bare minimum. You want to create a welcoming atmosphere for your client. So you create or you begin this consultation by creating a very warm and inviting environment that encourages open communication. So your body language, your tone, your influx and how you speak, um, where your body is positioned can either open a client up to having a dialogue or shut them down. And if you're dealing with clients who are shy or who don't aren't very good at communicating to begin with, they're going to clam up they're going to clam up. So you wanna make your clients feel as comfortable as possible for them to be able to express what they're wanting, their concerns, their questions. A lot of times I'll tell my clients, like they'll start talking and they'll say stuff like, I don't really know what I'm talking about. I don't know if this really makes sense. And literally I tell them, I'm like, keep talking, keep talking and I'll pick up what I need to pick up. Just keep speaking so that I, you know, say it differently, just keep talking. And then I will pick up what I need to pick up. Okay. So number one, creating a welcoming atmosphere, do not create a situation where your client clams up and doesn't feel comfortable expressing what they want. Okay. Number two, practice active listening. Okay. 
Give your client your undivided attention and actively listen to what they have to say. Um, and it's not just their words. Where are their hands moving? You know, what are they looking at pictures wise? It's not just what they're saying with their mouth, but you want to actively listen fully. Okay. So this includes, you got to pay attention to what are their goals for their color. Their previous experiences never bash a hairdresser ever. If you open the back of their head and there's a big ass bleeder, do not bash the other hairdresser. Just move along. Okay. Um, what are the concerns that they have? Um, what are their goals? Taking the time to really understand what they want and not going to, they said three words. I already know what they want. I'm going to go mix up. And that's going to put you in a really fucked up situation when you did not meet their expectations, right? So um, taking the time to really understand what they're wanting is crucial to providing a tailored hair color solution for them, okay? Number three, visual aids and examples. Oh my God, I can't tell you how important this is. Um, utilizing a visual aid like swatches, like photos, um, fabric swatches, okay? Like, are they better in warm colors or cool colors? But your photos are going to be the number one during a consultation. I require clients to bring me photos of both what they want and what they don't like. I want to see all of it. Give me, like I had a client apologize. So I have so many pictures. I'm like, fuck no, give me all the pictures. I want to visually see what is going on in your head. Okay. Um, so you discuss their likes, their dislikes about all of the photos, and then you create a customized situation for them. Um, number four, make sure that when you are communicating with your client, that you are at their level. And what I mean by that is very rarely should you do the consultation from behind the chair looking in the mirror. When you're looking at photos, when you're looking at inspo pics, when you're discussing with them their budget, their expectations, their maintenance schedule, all of that, pull up a chair or your stool and face them, okay? The only time that I would say it's okay to speak to them from the mirror is if you're moving their hair around or you're showing them like with your hands, like, okay, do you want it chin length? Do you want movement here? Like when you're showing them with your hands on their hair, then go ahead and talk to them in the mirror. But other than that, you pull up your stool and you make face-to-face -face eye contact at their level. Because if you're talking to them from like, let's, let's, let me set up the scene here. Client is in your chair, their phone is in their hand, and they're showing you pictures of what they like. And you're standing up behind them. Just that alone can make certain clients clam up. And because now you're authoritative, and you're above instead of at their level trying to understand. So hope that visual kind of helped for you, okay? So active listening and understanding, make sure you're creating a welcoming environment for them to express what they're wanting. Practice active listening. Don't just assume you know, like really listen to their verbal, like physical, how they're speaking, what they're communicating. Visual aids and examples are going to be your friend. And then lastly, when you communicate, communicate with them at their level. Don't always stand behind them looking through the mirror, okay? So let's talk about some factors for personalized color. These are things that maybe you do, maybe you don't do. Just take what works, leave what doesn't. Number one, you wanna do a skin tone evaluation. So you wanna assess your client's skin tone to determine what's gonna be the most flattering hair color option for them. So cool, cool tone, cool skin tone individuals 
are probably going to be better with colors that have blue or violet undertones, while warm skin toned individuals may prefer things that are red or golden or warmer. Um, and even if they don't prefer it, you want to kind of nudge them in that direction, because what's going to happen is if if I am a warmer skin tone, cooler hair is going to look like shit on me. It's just going to like ash. No. White, gray, no. Smoky, no, right? I need to be warmer. While clients that have more cooler skin tones are going to look better with those ashy colors. So what helps is like providing examples. Um, one thing I love to do, I have swatches that one silver piece of fabric, one gold piece of fabric. If you don't have the fabric, you can ask the client, what jewelry looks better on you? Do you look better in silver or do you look better in gold? If they look better in gold, if they prefer gold and gold looks better on them, you got to keep their hair warm. Whereas if they look better in silver, then you got to keep their hair cool. If they can rock both, they can rock both. Okay. So skin tone evaluation is one. Number two, their lifestyle. Okay. Understand their lifestyle and how it's going to impact their color choices. So what do they do for work? What is their personal style? How often do they come to the salon to get their hair done? What is their hair care routine? How often are they washing their hair? Is their hair usually up? Are they heat styling a lot? Like all of these things are factors that you have to consider when you're creating a plan, a look, a experience for your client, right? This is gonna help you determine um, low maintenance, high maintenance, if they're open to what they're open to. You have to talk it out. Because if your client comes in every six months to get their hair done, you do not want to do a global bleach and tone on them. Like you don't want to do that, right? But if they come in every four weeks, sure. So this goes into the maintenance preferences. So what do they prefer for maintenance? What are they willing to commit to for their touch-ups? Um, and then you can offer recommendations for them for at-home care, like their shampoos or maybe color conditioners, um, treatments, masks, things to help prolong uh, the longevity, but like, what is their maintenance preference? Do they want a more lived in situation? Don't assume that everybody wants lived in. Some people don't. Okay. So having very clear understanding of what they're wanting and what they're willing to commit to is huge. Okay. Next, I want to talk about uh, managing expectations. This is, oh, um, I think this is hard because a lot of times, especially more recently with social media, with filters, with Photoshop, with Pinterest, clients, and it's not their fault. We take it out on our clients, but it's not their fault, guys. Sometimes they have unrealistic expectations. We joke about it, but like it's real. So here's how you're gonna help manage some of these expectations. So number one, first and foremost is honest communication. You have to be honest and transparent about what can realistically be achieved on their hair based on the condition, their natural color, their texture, their porosity, and their desired outcome. So you have to discuss any limitations or any potential challenges that may come up during the coloring process to manage their expectations effectively. One of the best things that I communicate with my clients when they bring me inspo pictures is I tell them, bring me hair that's like yours. So I'll tell you this, I'm Armenian and a lot of my clients are Armenian. Most, not all, so don't come at me, but most Armenian women 
have very coarse hair, very dense hair, very dark hair. And most Armenian women bring me pictures of white girls that are like very blonde and lived in and ashy and like this very fine hair. And I'm like, nah, <laughs> that's not your hair. You want white girl hair, but you don't have white girl hair. So bring me hair that looks like yours. Bring me inspo pics of hair that looks like yours. If you have hair that can go in a ponytail and looks like a horse's mane, do not bring me hair pictures of a girl that has five hairs on her head. That's not going to work. Honest communication. Um, setting expectations. Okay. So secondly is giving a step-by-step -step explanation. Now, a lot of people don't like to do this. And I know that um, because I've heard it on social, like, you don't have to tell your clients what you're doing. You're the professional, blah, 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 blah. blah. Well, that's true. I like to break down everything. I would rather me tell them exactly what I'm doing and it go over their head versus you trust me. Don't worry. I got it. Like, no, you don't want to do that. Um, so break down the color process, explain what you're doing, why you're doing what you're doing. This is going to help them understand the time, the effort, the potential effects that come with their chosen hair color. And it helps them feel involved and informed through the transformation. So it's your choice. I would recommend, I tell them exactly what I'm doing, even though 90% of the time they have no idea, but it's empowering to them. They feel like they're part of the collaborative experience, okay? Um, and then this goes into the next one, collaboration and flexibility, okay? This is when we're talking about managing expectations. You want to encourage collaboration, meaning you talk, they talk, you talk, they talk. They give their two cents, you give their two cents. They give their two cents, you give. It's not just let me tell you what you need. You want to have open communication and create a collaborative experience and then make sure that there is flexibility on both ends, right? Um, flexibility by presenting alternative options that maybe align with your client's goals when you're considering their hair health, the integrity of their hair and all that. So offering suggestions that can deliver beautiful results, but still accommodating their preferences and their lifestyle, like that is winner, winner, chicken dinner, okay? Like, for example, I had a client who was very low maintenance. Um, and had very dark hair. And she had brought in inspiration pictures of like slate gray. It wasn't silver. It wasn't like ash. It was just like a dark slate gray. And she didn't understand that we had to get her hair to white in order to do the gray. And she didn't understand the maintenance that would come with that. And so by having collaborative communication and flexibility, we agreed on something else. So the collaborative approach really, um, in my opinion, helps build trust. It helps ensure that your clients feel valued, they feel heard throughout the client consultation process. And you have to remember, like I said, effective consultations are literally the foundation for any successful hair color transformation. So this is what's going to allow you to deliver the results that they want, make your clients feel happy, like client retention will go up, client referrals will go up. All of it comes back down to the consultation. So I hope this made your wheels turn a little bit on how you can maybe shift the way you do your consultations. Um, you don't have to change at all what you're doing. If it's working for you, cool, but just some perspective for you. I hope this was helpful. Happy hair coloring.